That was abrupt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Family Chatters. Family Chatters is the only podcast on the internet dedicated completely and 100% to the final season of the show Family Matters. I, as always, am your host, Chris McCarthy. Um, You may know me as a close friend or relative. If you're listening, if you're listening and you're not a close friend or relative, I thank you. Uh, But you won't know me at all from anywhere until now. Um, This show is basically, we're going to be talking about family matters. We're going to be talking about some other stuff, but mostly family matters. The final season. You might be saying, why? Why would you do that? I don't have a good answer. um, Except that I'm just a guy with a dream. And that dream, uh, since I was a little boy actually, which is weird because podcasts didn't exist then, but I always wanted one still. Uh, and Family Matters was still on, so they didn't even have the final season yet, but I was like, I want to do a podcast about the final season of Family Matters. So cut to right now, living the dream. I don't know why it took me so long. Family Matters ended 17 years ago, uh, but podcasts didn't exist. That's why. Podcasts have existed for a number of years. I don't have a good reason why I'm doing this, basically. So here's what we're going to do on this show. I'm going to have a couple people on with me in the the studio, as I like to call it, or my house, my dining room. And then we will have just watched a Family Matters episode from the final season. We will discuss it. We'll talk about uh, the themes that we took away from it. Uh, So here's the thing. You might be saying, why should I listen to this? Okay, now I know why you're doing it, kind of. But why should I listen? Well, I also don't know. You, You probably shouldn't. There's no reason for you to be listening right now. Uh, but just give me a chance is all I'm asking. You know, if you don't like the first episode, uh, you don't, you know, maybe we haven't hit our stride yet. Just listen to all of the episodes after this as well and then make a decision. So you might not like this one. Just listen to the rest of them completely through. Tell all your friends to do the same. Tell them how much you love it. And then after that, decide if you like it or not. That's all I'm asking. So. Family Matters started out humbly uh, about a family in Chicago. It was a spinoff of the show Perfect Strangers at first. It was supposed to be about Harriet Winslow and her family, uh, which it was until America was like, "Eh, this is boring. Sorry, there's not enough comedy for me, physical comedy. I want to see somebody falling down and then uh, not knowing whether it was him who fell down or not. Maybe he'll say, did I do that? And then guess what? The Family Matters creators answered your prayers, America, and put Steve Urkel to work as the lovable, clumsy neighbor. And he basically took over the show. So it started about the Winslows. It kind of stayed about the Winslows, but it mostly became about Steve Urkel. And it descended very uh, gradually at first and then very quickly into just absurdity. By the end, Steve Urkel had invented so many weird things it kind of had a sci-fi aspect to it. Like a, it, it, he, I'll get into what he invented in a little bit. But I just feel like everyone was watching Family Matters at first. And then maybe it dropped off. Maybe you didn't watch the final season. I didn't watch it. What? He always wanted to podcast about it. 
Yes, I did always want to do a podcast, but I, I never watched it. So we're going to just be kind of dissecting each episode and talking about the season, talking about uh, maybe we'll, we'll ponder, why did they do this? Why did they make this decision at this time? Why did Steve Urkel invent a cloning machine uh, and just to make another one of himself and then turn himself into a cool guy? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to cut this whole thing out. Don't worry about it, guys. Um, <laughs> let me get uh, to my guests in the studio to help me out here. Sitting to my right, your left, if you're listening at home, is uh, a young woman that you may know from such things as being the bride in my wedding. That would make her my wife. Her name is Erica McCarthy. Erica, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You're uh, very welcome. And just to be clear, I'm not forcing you to do this. You're doing this of your own volition. It's under duress. Okay. And to my left uh, is another guy. No, not that Erica's a guy. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say another guy. Just a guy. Erica's a, a woman. Let me make that clear. This is not a woman. This is a man. His name is Rob Haddon. Rob, thanks for joining Thanks for <clears throat> thank thank you for having me. So, let me uh, get a little bit of background about you guys. Not because we've never met. Is that true? Correct. Okay. Um, what? When did you start watching Family Matters? I started watching it um, as long as far back as I can remember. You know, the Full House so era. So before it even aired, maybe before it aired at birth. I think it was playing in you the hospital. You just started watching it. Yeah, I think it was playing in the hospital the now night of my birth. How did you do that if it wasn't even on the air? In my mind. Oh. Yeah. I you came up with the idea, it. actually. It's a little known fact. I didn't know that. I'm married to you. Yeah, I, I keep it pretty close to the best. It's something we should have known before starting this whole Yeah, this, whole this, that would have come in handy that you, if <laughs> right. I knew you created it. Jesus. Uh, Rob, did you start watching it in your mind uh, at birth, no, like I, Erica? I, well, or? I mean, I, I guess my mind absorbed it, but mostly through my eyes and ears. That's how I watched it. Yes. Yeah. That, that's how I think most of America watched it. Um, I'm pretty certain that you're the only one who didn't do that. Yeah. So thanks for being here, guys. Uh, I want to get to... Uh, oh, and by the way, later in the show, we have a very special guest who's going to join us uh, remotely. I don't want to give too much away about this, but he uh, is very closely related to the creation of Family Matters. It's not anything to do with Erica's mind invention. This guy, Although I did influence him greatly. Um, we'll, well, we'll find out. <laughs> so I'm just going to start by reading a list of uh, inventions that Urkel came up with, just to give you, the listener at home, an idea, in case you forgot, just how batshit crazy this show got. Uh, so one of them, uh, we all remember this, the Urkel bot. It was a robotic Steve Urkel that fell in love with Laura, and at one point, that Urkel bot became a police officer. How? Remember Robocop? That? Uh, it's maybe a reference to Robocop, yes. Uh, okay. I don't know. Uh, he invented wacky tacky glue. That's could, that, so it's just glue though? What, it what sounds, makes it well, well no. Here's what's different about it. It could glue anything to another object. That's well, that, glue. That's that all like, that yeah, sounds like you're right. wacky glue. tacky glue sounds like crazy glue. Uh, but that already exists. What he did with it, exist. he made it in a bathtub and then cemented his mother in the tub. Okay, wait, I want to back it up but for wait, a second. No, hold on. It has no solvent. So does that mean his mother just got stuck in a tub and died so there? So she's still there? Well, maybe. He created a faulty glue yes. that killed his mother. Potentially. But then also created human cloning. Yes. This is the same person. Mm -hmm. In what order? 
Um, the I'm going to say later? the glue first, maybe. I would hope so. Um, why, but, why would you hope so? So he can go, like, he can invent a time machine and go back and stop himself from gluing his mother to the bathtub? Guess what? He did invent a time machine. Uh, wow. And then he could travel anywhere in time with it. Oh. <laughs> Is that what his time machine does? That's, that's, what it, anywhere in time? that's what it says on Wikipedia. <laughs> like, it's really just a definition of a time machine. <laughs> Is that fact-checked? Uh, yes. So, and then he also invented, uh, you know, what did I say? Time machine, a vacuum cleaner that plays the bagpipes. I don't, I don't see the utility for that. But a comfortable chair that so makes so popcorn. He would, while, while he was while he was vacuuming, he was playing Irish folk music. I don't know what else you would play with bagpipes. So yeah, uh, and he also invented an AM/FM toothbrush that electrocutes Carl. And uh, but that, that existed. Yeah, that existed. They made them for little kids so that you could brush you, your well, teeth. Well, you know why they existed? Because Steve, oh, Steve Urkel invented it. So these are actually invented on the set of Family Matters and yes. rolled out to to America. Yes. Walgreens okay. was like, got it. Uh, <laughs> dibs. Um, and then the last thing he invented, obviously, he invented the Urkel Super Vac, which could quickly suck things up from the floor. That's Which a is uh, just a vacuum. So he yeah, two, it's a, he, that's he a he vacuum. Two vacuums. Yeah. One was just a vacuum, and right. one played the bagpipes. Well, no, one could quickly suck things up from the floor, that's as opposed va- to my vacuum, vacuum now, which slowly <laughs> picked things up. From that's the floor. correct. How fast are we talking about? Uh, what speed makes of light. this an invention? Oh, the speed of light. Yep. He can Shit. make physical objects move from your floor to a foot above the floor at the speed of light. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to. Uh, let's start talking about family matters. Uh, season 9, episode 1, which is the uh, perfect place to start. Episode 194 of the series. It's 194? Called, yeah. So this episode aired September 19th, 1997. Um, Rob, what were you doing that night? And you you are under oath. Uh, under under oath? Like the Jewish oath? What does that mean? Well, I'm not going to swear on a Bible. Uh, you You did already. Oh. I forgot to mention this. Bible's under all of you. It's uh, actually a religious podcast. We're yeah. this, oh, this table is actually made out of Bibles. I didn't realize that. Yeah, the table's made out of Bibles. Okay. And that's why, you remember the part in the beginning before we started recording? I was like, hey, do you guys uh, swear to tell the truth, uh, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, just quickly? And you were like, uh, sure. And I was like, gotcha. So that night... Um, this is 1997. Se- yeah, 1997. So I was in seventh grade. Uh, September 19th. It was a Friday. So, oh, it was in the fall. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a Friday? Okay. School just started... Yep, yep, masturbating. Okay, I, you know what I should have known. Oh, sorry, trying. It didn't really work yet. You gross. couldn't. What? Oh, I thought you said my name. Oh, no, uh, I, yeah, said, I, I, I said so gross. Too. I thought you were no, like, that, Chris, <laughs> rein him in. For a second there, I was like, oh my God, she's doing the wife thing. Um, Chris, we don't talk about masturbating yes. here at the table. No, we don't. <laughs> not, not at the table. Not, not at the, the table. table. We just to the living room talk couch. About it, talk about it anywhere else. Not the table made out of Bibles. <laughs> Which is a good rule to have. I, you should not talk about masturbating at a table. Made should, out of you shouldn't be sitting on a Bible and talking about masturbation. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Cardinal sin. So Rob was uh, masturbating that night. Um, Erica, what do you think you were doing? If you had to guess. Masturbating. Wow. Everyone was? <laughs> Does that mean you were as well? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I guess what else I was doing? Watching Family Matters. <laughs> oh, Nothing I mean, got me in the mood. That's the, the only time. time that I masturbated. 
<laughs> Once a week during TJIF. Only when Jaleel White was on screen. <laughs> so you would stop every time he wasn't on screen. Lucky for well, you, the good thing is, yeah, he he's on character. screen a lot, so you had a lot of time. Correct. But it was uh, starting and stopping, you know? You never got a rhythm. I, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, so let's start talking about this episode. I'll just quickly read a synopsis so you at home can uh, understand what we just witnessed. Uh, Urkel decides that he's going to give himself a new look in order to win Laura's heart. The makeover comes just in time for Laura's charity auction where bachelor's kisses are auctioned off. Meanwhile, Carl gets upset when he learns that Harriet is making more money than him after a promotion. So Carl takes a second job to become the breadwinner again. All right, guys. We watched this episode just two minutes ago. Not really. Not really, because we've been sitting here talking for about 25. Okay, thanks for pointing that out. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> what do I can do to help? Uh, no, but we did just watch this very recently. Uh, so let's, uh, let's discuss it. How do you guys feel about it? I thought it was timely. And timeless at the same time. At the same time. Time I mean, and timeless? How, how dare you as a woman make, make more, than more money than your husband? Right. Yeah. So we should talk about this. Carl uh, In this gets day and age. very upset. It's a rare condition, to be honest. Wait. So Carl is, uh, is jump roping in his kitchen, obviously, like the, you they do. They have the biggest kitchen I've ever seen in my life. Well, He has room to jump rope. In the kitchen. Just like every other 90s sitcom, 80 and 90s sitcom, they have a humongous kitchen that could fit the entire cast all together in one space. Um, I've never seen a kitchen like that, but okay. Our kitchen's like that, by the way. We have room for an entire studio audience and three giant cameras, uh, and we use them. Yes, all the time. We're not filming anything. We just like to... Yeah, but we do have an audience. We like the company. Yes. When when we're making dinner, we want people to to laugh or whatnot. (laughs) Oh, there they are. <laughs> it's amazing. We're in the dining room, yet they can still hear us. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. They didn't like that, that joke That happens to be all the time much. when I'm here, though. <laughs> <laughs> but they have... Oh, that was, they, that was a knee slapper. <laughs> they um, have two staircases. One in the kitchen and one in the living room. And those are the only two rooms on the first floor. There is never yes. a dining room. There's never like a downstairs <laughs> bathroom. A There's two right. humongous rooms. So you have only two have rooms. And they were like, we need a staircase here. And we need one right next to it here. Like who's case. ever seen a house like that? But every show. Every Family show Matters, Full House, Step by Step, Boy, Boy Meets, Meets World. World. Yeah. it's a What it is is a plot device to get characters in and out of the scene quickly without having them come from another room, but which could just they? which could work just as well. They? Here's what I got to say, though. I've never seen a sitcom where, speaking of no like downstairs bathroom, I've never seen where they anyone even go to the, the bathroom. Be like, uh, hang on, we got to stop this. I have to go to the bathroom real right, quick. Right, because that's... No one ever exits to the bathroom. They exit upstairs, out the door. Never to the bathroom. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know why they don't do that. It would make so much sense if they were just like, if Carl was like, hold on, I have to take a big shit, Harriet. <laughs> look at how fat he is. I mean, he probably has to shit every 10 minutes. Well, you can't say, I mean, you can't every say shit minutes. on CBS, right? <laughs> oh, excuse You can say me. poopski. I have to take a big poopski, Harriet. <laughs> that may have been in an episode. I don't know. So getting back to Family Matters. Uh, so Carl's jumping rope, which is where we stopped talking about that. Uh, so what happens is, just to quickly summarize, Harriet comes in. She's like, guess what, Carl? I got a promotion. And he's like, that's great. And she's like, yeah, I know. And also, I'm making six grand more money in the bank, Jack. That's what she says. Verbatim. Really. Verbatim. Uh, and, uh, and then he's like, wait a second. Hold the phone. You know, he's happy for the promotion. And then right. immediately, 
And then immediately he's like, six grand. He does the math in his head. He's like, that means you're making more money than me, which is not a good thing because I'm a man and you're a woman and you need to not make as much money as a man because... Your place is in the kitchen anyways. Right. Go make me some breakfast is Dur- basically what he says. During this episode, I realized how unprogressive the late 90s were. Right. Like this was a totally legit plot line to be like, like we were supposed to kind of side with Carl a little bit. Like, Were not- we? Uh, I think we? they wanted you to not hate him. <laughs> right, he was not a he was not a hateable character. No, right? but he he's pretty hateable in this episode because he's just like like he can't let it go. He's like, really upset. The next scene uh, when they're he's in his bathrobe now, uh, and they're in the uh, I don't know why I mentioned that it just stuck out to me. <laughs> no, he is he's but, he's in his bathrobe. I think there's a reason for him to be in his bathrobe too. Like she was the working woman, on. and he was like yeah. To turn you on specifically. You think we were all masturbating I'm, at the I'm, time? I'm sorry. Do matching do do a there's a flowy <laughs> silk pajamas. Met with a matching bathrobe, is that what turns women on? Yes. Yes. I've been doing it all wrong. Yes, You've been you doing have. it all I've been wrong. Gray gray Why do you sweating. think I'm wearing one right now? It, I mean, it is wonderful. So, uh, Carl is upset. He's wearing a bathrobe. As we established, she comes in with champagne. She's like, let's pop the champs and uh, celebrate my promotion. He's like, that looks expensive, but what the fuck do you care? Because you're Mr. Moneybags now, lady. Here's what I find hilarious is that he, the spread between their incomes only ever started off at six or less thousand dollars. Like she makes 6,000 more now and now she makes more than him. But he is so emasculated by that idea. Yeah, and he actually uses those Which means he never made that words. much more than her in the She's first like, place. Right. She, he says those words, emasculated, which he you would think. He says it multiple times actually. Yeah, he's very, he's very adamant. So she's like, what's the matter? He's like, I'll tell you what's the matter. You're emasculating me. Harriet, and he stands up. He can't even sit down. He's like, I have to walk. He shakes his head. Wildly gesticulating. He does it just like that. It's very uh, over the top. So uh, so then later on in, in that episode, uh, we're supposed to, when they wrap that storyline up, it comes to a head when uh, uh, Carl actually gets another job, and he's like, I've had it not making six grand. Um <laughs> I'm going to park cars at the Tom Jones concert, which is literally what yes. he does. He comes home in a yellow vest and he has those little like directional signs that um that air traffic controllers have and he literally he doesn't even park cars. He directs he, traffic. He directs airplanes. He to gets the Tom home, Jones he wakes concert. her up to tell her this. That's right. She's sleeping when he comes in. She doesn't know where he's hit. he is. He's out parking cars. She has no clue. She just goes to bed. <laughs> so uh <laughs> where were we? Family matters. Oh, right. Oh, where it escalates. It oh, it gets escalates. Real Carl comes real in. Quick. He's like, "Guess what? I park cars." Blah blah blah. She's like, "Okay." And he's like, "I make more money than you." And then she he's goes, "He's a real dick. He really. He's kind of a dick, but he he's bragging. Home, he's he like, throws it in her face, yeah. like he doesn't give a shit about her accomplishment, which was actually legitimate." And then, uh, and she's like, "Well, so if that's the case, Carl Winslow, um, I'm going to just divorce you." It it is escalates. Go zero to a hundred. Yeah. Real fucking quick. Yeah, there it's two extreme reactions. So he's she's like, I make more money than you. He's like, fuck that. I'm gonna get another job, and I'm not happy about this. And then she's like, I'm just gonna divorce you. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I'm sorry, kind of reluctantly. And she's like, okay, that's fine. We'll, yeah. we're fine now. And then they play the music, like everyone's happy. It is resolved just as quickly as it's thrown out there. Like divorce is just, just a perfectly reasonable option in this case. I mean, that, that could it's have been a plot line for the entire season, right? It could have been like the big unresolved issue. Right, it, no, but, but that's, no, you're thinking a, of a of a show that's good. It, it, yeah, it could have become a dramedy and spun off into parenthood and, you know. 
Parenthood is a direct uh, sequel <laughs> to Family Matters. But they couldn't get Carl Winslow, so they hired Coach. That's yeah. It's a that's close a good second, point. actually. If you want to pull from the old, the dredges of the '90s sitcoms, did anybody watch Coach? Nobody watched Coach. I watched uh, the Coach, fuck out of it. Yeah, I oh. fucking loved Coach. Yeah. So why don't you uh, take a seat? <laughs> she's actually think... she's literally standing up. Actually, th- we've taken a pivot now. This podcast will be about Coach for the next twenty-two episodes. <laughs> so let's start with episode one of Coach. <laughs> coach comes in. He's like, "Hey guys, I'm the coach. Want to play some football?" <laughs> he talks like this, right? Yeah. That's course. the same show. Yep. So, uh, all right. So now we have to get to the other main plot line of the show, which we haven't even talked about yet, which is um, Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel. Who? Uh, so his storyline and the main storyline of the episode really is uh, that there's a auction at Laura's sorority where they're getting uh, all the, the hot single dudes together. At the Sizzle Club. At the Sizzle Club, obviously, which is the main hangout of uh, all episodes of Family Matters. Not to be confused with the Sizzler. <laughs> or the Smash Club from Full House. Right, or Smash Mouth, the band. Wait. So they're at the Sizzler. <laughs> uh, Laura, uh, Eddie. So in the first scene, let's go back to the beginning of the episode. Why not? In the first scene, Steve Urkel is there. Eddie Winslow is there, who, which, by the way, guys. Breaking news. Breaking news. Eddie Winslow, a.k.a. Darius McRae, uh, just got arrested mere hours ago or uh, days I mean, ago. Anything is mere hours ago. Just a, a how, It's a relative I mean, It's a matter of how many hours. Uh, this week. 17 hours ago, got arrested for not paying his child support. That was in the news the day that I started my Family Matters podcast. I don't think it's a coincidence I nope. think Eddie Winslow is aware that I'm doing this and is, um, uh, it's a publicity stunt. So Steve is in the room. Eddie's in the room. Laura comes in and is like, hey, guys, we need some hot dudes for my- Pronto. <laughs> yeah, like ASAP. And uh, Eddie's she says like- it only to her brother, well, though. Well, yeah, she does. Yeah, she's like, hey, Eddie- would you like to be a hot dude in my auction? And he's like, yeah, you think I'm hot. You finally have admitted that I'm a sexy man. It wasn't and he's right. Very, he's very concerned. He was really into the idea that his own sister found him fuckable. <laughs> Whoa. That is a giant leap. Yeah, yeah I mean, pretty much. Um, it was incestuous, let's be honest. So, um, so, and then she's like, all right, Eddie, you're hot. He's like, Thank you. And then uh, she's like, all right, so then we're done here. And Steve's like, no, I'm hot too. And then everyone ignores him. They just leave the room. And he's alone now talking to himself, Steve Urkel, talking about like, I th- I think I'm sexy, he says. And he's like, he tries to kiss himself or Kiss something. his own lips. He said his lips were real kissable. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to kiss my own lips. <laughs> he doesn't he's say trying, it no, like he's that. To, he's trying to look at them. He's moving them around like, oh, right. <laughs> to see how fuckable <laughs> to see how, well, his lips are. If he wants his lips to be fucked, yes. Wow. That was the subtext. That he didn't Subtitles actually. We watched this in closed captioning. So, cut to next scene. Sizzle uh, club. No, not even. Oh. He goes up to Laura. He's like, "Hey Laura, I couldn't help but notice you didn't ask me to be in your fuckable bachelor's auction <laughs> like your brother." So, uh, what's the deal? She's like, "Well, uh, Steve, no offense, but you're a nerd." Meanwhile, Back it up. This guy 
invented time travel, and no one is recognizing no, him. No, everyone's these. glosses that over. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, oh, he's a nerd. It's whatever. You're a genius. Whatever. Who cares? You are a nerd. The smartest man alive. Yeah. He lives in his parents' basement. He should be winning like the Nobel Prize, but no, Probably. he lives in his parents' basement, and he's a social pariah. Yeah, everyone hates him. Everyone hates him. He's he's terrible. I hate him. <laughs> so, um, I mean, did you know about Stephen Hawking before they made uh, A Beautiful Mind? A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe? Is that what you meant? Uh, that's not about Stephen Hawking. So Stephen Hawking isn't a buff Australian? You think that Russell Crowe is actually Stephen Hawking in real life or in that movie? Well, I mean, I thought he did not play an Australian portrayal. even in that movie. What? <laughs> Let's settle this right now. Russell Crowe is not Stephen Hawking. Jury's out. Okay. I mean, they both have bird last names. Well... Ooh. Oh, wow. You know what? I never thought of that. Now I think you're right. <laughs> I think they are the same person. Yeah, listen for the following podcast around Stephen Hawking, Russell Crowe, and other people with bird last names. Are they all the same person? So anyone, you think anyone with a bird reference in their last name is the same person? Black Swan. Black Swan. Is, who, who do you know with the last name Black Swan? <laughs> who? Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman Black Swan is her last name? I was her whole not aware. last name is Natalie Portman Black Swan. What's her first name? <laughs> so you don't know. No, she doesn't have one. It's just, oh, it's just that's why you didn't say anything because she doesn't have one? If you had to do something, it would be underscore, 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 underscore. Okay. Natalie Portman Black Swan. So Steve confronts Laura in the kitchen and he's like, uh, how come you didn't ask me to be in your auction? She goes... I didn't want to have you in the auction because you're, you're a nerd. nerd. And he's like, well, then that's easy. I will just won't, I won't be a nerd anymore. And she goes, okay, good luck. He goes to a speech therapy class it's to really become strange. not a nerd. It was really insensitive to people with disabilities. Yeah, so they go around the room in the speech therapy, cl- the group speech therapy also, class, which is thing. weird. It's, it's not a in, thing in, in the real itself. world, but sure. And uh, the first guy's like, hello, my name is uh, Sam Simpson, and I have a lisp. And the audience loses their shit. Something they have not done much during this podcast, despite <laughs> the fact that they're sitting in the kitchen. Oh, you can that one. Hey, look at that. So, uh, and they go around the room, and everyone in the room has a weird speech thing, and they don't even talk to Steve, so you don't even see what happens. It's like a unnecessary You just scene, know that but... he went there, and you get to laugh at people with disabilities, and then uh, the cut to the Sizzler. Guess who shows up first? Some random guy. <laughs> no, they don't explain who he is. And then uh, next... Who's next? Next is Stefan. And for some reason, all of the girls go crazy. They swoon for him, literally. Laura says he's the hottest, coolest guy in all of Chicago. But as the only female in the room, I will say that objectively, he looks like Droopy Dog wearing an awkward fit 90s suit. There is nothing attractive about Jaleel White in this show at all. So uh, Stefan shows up and... They start the bidding. Laura is Laura's boyfriend now. And she's like, I'm going to start the bidding and close the bidding at 30 bucks because this is my boyfriend. And then all of her sorority sisters outbid her for her own boyfriend and they win. This one girl, what did she spend? $150? $150. And she's like, 150 bones for Stefan. Walks up, makes out with him. And in he has front. a piece of shit boyfriend. He's like rubbing her, the small of her yeah. back, oh, getting yeah. really into it. He rubbed the large of her back too, if you remember. The small and the large. He got yeah. both of them. <laughs> Yeah, he done, the whole and it was back, the obscene. Whole bang. So uh, they make out right in front of Laura, and Laura's like, "Wow!" She's like, "All right, uh, next." 
So <laughs> she uh, gets outbid. Next up is Eddie Winslow, uh, former um, guy guy who spent time in jail, and um, and he shows up wearing what I can only describe as Egyptian pajamas. It's weird if you haven't seen it. Maybe I'll can I post a picture yeah. uh, along with this so I'm everyone sure can see what we're talking about. Name. He's I'm wearing this. See the three thousand count. He's wearing this wearing. insane getup that like looks like Eddie Murphy crossed with like uh, yeah. I don't know pajamas. Pajamas. <laughs> Wearing pajamas. Yeah. It's Eddie and, uh, Murphy in the movie Coming to America. Yes. But pajamas that he would have worn right. to bed in that movie. But right. guess so what? Everyone loves it. Goes bananas And for he's it. like, starts dancing. And everyone's like, we like this. And then, uh, so everyone's ready to bid on Eddie. And guess who walks in? You'll never guess. I'll tell you. Myrtle, Myrtle Urkel. Urkel. Who's also played by Jaleel White. Now as a woman. Here's and the now, thing. Do you find this? He's also playing Myrtle yeah, Urkel? You thought that was a woman. That's three people so far. At, and and uh, that we know of. That's incredible. He Does could he have get been paid three salaries because of this? Great question. Do you think that know. Urkel made more than everyone else on that show? Uh, Absolutely. Yes, by the end, sure. How much do you think he made per episode? Those like kids six from Friends were making. I would say he made six thousand dollars more than his more than his girlfriend at the time. Right. As, That's where they actually got the as the is required by law in 1997. Correct. So Myrtle <laughs> shows up and she's like, "I'm gonna bid on Eddie." And uh, the so the going rate is like five bucks or fifty bucks, and then Myrtle's like five thousand. There was no need for her she to do jumps, that. She uh, jumps way. She way overpaid. She could have paid five hundred bucks. She yeah. could have paid no probably one less even. It. And uh, and then Eddie's like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to make out with a guy now. <laughs> I think that's the subtext. So instead of actually making out with Myrtle Urkel, uh, Eddie pulls up from the audience, sitting right in the front row, is a for very no reason is a very cute puppy dog a little beagle dog not even like a purse dog dog at the time like no like a dog dog. right and it's sitting in there in the front row the whole time and you're thinking why is this dog here clearly there's a rule against that in the sizzler you can't bring dogs there to the bar (laughs) right so it turns out do that turns out guess what the writers got you covered He's there because Eddie takes the dog and makes the dog kiss Myrtle because Myrtle closes her eyes every time she kisses. No shit, guys. <laughs> and uh, she makes up with the dog. She thought it was Eddie. So uh, the final bachelor of the night is Steve Urkel. He comes out new and improved from his speech therapy class. He comes out and he's like, and there they say, who, who is going to bid? And no one bids. Crickets. Because he's a nerd. Still, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Time That's travel the theme. inventing nerd. It's the theme of this show. And, and then he, at some point, after no one's bidding on him, Steve's like, okay, I get it. Thanks for nothing, guys. I'm just going to go home. And guess what happens? Guess who bids on him? Laura Winslow. No. Yes. A pity bid. Right. But she does it and she goes, how much did she bid? Hundred dollars. She, she didn't even bid that on her own boyfriend. She goes, but okay. right? Good point. Yeah. She goes a hundred dollars to Steve Urkel, dun, dun, dun. and the audience is crestfallen. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> no, crestfallen. A gasp. a gasp. A gasp. They're a gasp. Thank you. Thank They're you. a gasp. Actually, someone in the audience audibly goes, "What?" Like that. Like they can't, inconceivable. They cannot believe what they just saw. And Steve's like. Meanwhile, he looks exactly the same oh, no, yes. as her boyfriend, but wearing glasses. Like it's not so hard to imagine. But that he's this a nerd, and she's like, "Come here and get your kiss, Steve." <laughs> she actually, I think she says a little that. less sexual at the in that. Was moment. that very sexual? How I just sounded. Was, Come here and get your kiss, Steve. Now you sound like a fifty-year-old hey. smoker, <laughs> gangster. So, uh, and he comes over, they kiss, and sparks fly, ladies and gentlemen. They go. You thought it was going to be awkward. Guess again. 
it's fucking awesome the way they kiss. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> what i said and uh and then the as a seventh grader you were like oh shit yeah well i was masturbating so they <laughs> were you don't judge were you me masturbating in front of your wood frame tv where else would you do it <laughs> it's the 90s after this all this is the 90s the tv was furniture <laughs> Ooh. so uh they make out they stop and the audience goes woo let's see if i have that <laughs> so um but guess what? And then the show just basically ends there. It goes to dark. On a note where it's like, oh, is this going to be is a thing love? that happens? Is Are they love? falling in love? Foreshadowing. And that's called foreshadowing, which is a uh, term that is used often in literature and also in the sitcoms. show Family Matters and 90, other 90s sitcoms. So that's where the show ends. And now uh, that's going to, uh, if you stick around, which I hope that you will. I can't imagine why you would, but... <laughs> The show ends, and then that's the end of the episode, and now we have to wait, guys, until next week. Until next week. <laughs> I mean, we don't really, because the show ended 17 years ago, <laughs> but you have to wait, audience at home, until we talk about it again. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So I have to get to a very special guest now. Uh, let's see. You've been waiting all night for him. I mentioned him <laughs> very early on, and now we're going to get to it. It's the very special guest that I don't didn't want to spoil before. Now you're going to find out who it is, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see if I have some music that'll take us there. Do I have a, a theme song that will take me to the special guest? Okay, so I am here with... Uh, it says he is the writer of every single episode of Family Matters. I can't imagine that's true, but let's find out. Uh, please welcome to the program, Benjamin Chana. Benjamin, am I uh, pronouncing your name correctly? Benjamin Chana? Um, you are not, uh, Christopher. Um, I gotta, I, I gotta say, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed already from the I'm, jump. I'm, I apologize. How, how would, how is your name pronounced? Benjamin Hana. Benjamin Hana. Benny Hana. Benny, so your name is Benny Hanna. Uh, there are some people who have, who have called me that, and, and there are other people who have tried not to. So that is obviously uh, very similar to the hibachi restaurant of the same kind of name, ben, Benny Hanna's. Have you ever, you, you must know that, right? Now, I've never heard of this, this other place, um, but I'm going to look into it because it sounds like copyright infringement. So you've never heard of the restaurant Benihana. Your name sounds very much like it, but you're now you, you think you want to sue them? You, you say this place is named after me, and I can't allow that. And So why, why should I not take a little piece of that? Why, why should I not get my taste? Oh, so you, you want a cut of the Benihana profits. I see. Uh, so... Let me just get right into it. It says uh, here that you are the writer of every single episode of the show Family Matters. Now, I have to say that the information online contradicts that. Um, there are uh, a plethora of writers attributed to the show. I'm looking at a, a list of over 50 people. It says uh, Fred Fox Jr., William Bickley, uh, Michael Warren, Stephen Langford, uh, Pamela Ells. So who, who are all those people? They are all the creations of one Benjamin Hanna. 
So you, you are all of those people. Those are pseudonyms? They are what we like to call pen names. So now why would you want, why would you want to share credit with people that you made up? Like, why would you create that many pseudonyms? I'm a very quiet man, Christopher. I don't want attention in my life, so I try to, you know, keep it, keep it low-key as possible. So why should I take all the credit when I could invent other people, share the wealth a little bit? You know, I'm a very generous, quiet man. Uh, okay. I mean, you did just threaten to sue a restaurant you found out about five seconds ago as soon as I mentioned it. That doesn't seem very... Well, whatever. So, um... If you found out there was a place where they were making chicken and shrimp and spicy tuna rolls and it was called Christopher McCarthy's... Well, how do you... So if you never heard of the restaurant, how do you know that they make chicken and shrimp and spicy tuna rolls? You are correct that they do, but how did you know that? It's called Benihana's not going to make sushi rolls, Christopher. <laughs> I guess they this would. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, you're right. So um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Family Matters. So uh, since you wrote every episode, I assume you uh, had a lot to do with the creation of the characters. Now, how did you come up uh, with... The character of the beloved Steve Urkel. Steve Thank you, Urkel was, you know, you're trying to get me to open up about something in my past. That yeah, that's, that is why you are a guest on the show, to discuss this, right? Right, but you're trying to, like, get me, you're trying to open me. You're trying to... Oprah you. Get me to... You're trying to... Yes, this... Yes. Yes, you try, you, you're doing it. You, you, as we speak, you're doing it. Every word is opification, and you're trying to sit there, and you're trying to get something emotional out of me, you're trying to get me to cry, you're trying to get me to break. I, I, that was not my intention. I, I simply asked uh, about a, like the show that you wrote every episode of. That's, I'm, I didn't know that was a touchy subject. Have you, ever, have you ever created anything in your entire life, Christopher? I created an entire universe. Out of thin air. Okay. As thin as possible. I went, I went to the top of the mountains. I got the thinnest air I could possibly find. And you, see, you know what came out of it? Uh, 254, 254 diamonds came out of it, Christopher. And each of those is, a, is an episode of the show, I assume. Or are you talking about literal diamonds? Christopher, I wanted to buy 254 diamonds. I can do that. That's true. You must be a very wealthy man after uh, the, creating such a popular, long-running show and, and writing every single episode. Um, I made a little something. I made a little something. Uh, you don't want to talk about how you came up with the, the character of Steve Urkel. Is that, why is that a touchy subject? Listen, I... You know me. Well, <laughs> I don't really know, but go on. You know me, Christopher. The th well, you're going to know me in a couple seconds, and you're going to feel like you know me forever. So, okay. And here's the thing, Christopher. We, I, grew up in a very, an unloving household, Christopher. You got me to say it. Fine. I grew up in an unloving household. Okay. And I had a father. I had a father who was very vocal with his, with his mouth. Okay. And he would say things, and he would, I, he would, he would be very demanding and very 
grating voice. He'd be like, "Now what is? I have to. I I understand that you're you're opening up like a like an open book, but uh, what does this have to do exactly with um, family matters?" I wanted to create a character that the entire nation would hate. Would hate. Would hate. Now why is that? Revenge against because Urkel is Benjamin Horner's father, anthropomorphized as a twelve-year-old black child living in oh, Chicago. Okay, so now I yes. get. It. So you based yes, it's a little, it's a writing device, it's a plot device, it's a character device, it's all the devices. So this, is, so Stephen, Steve, the character Steve Urkel is based on your father, and he you is wanted, my father. but you said you wanted everyone to hate him because you had a rough childhood. Um, I, I, that's the opposite of what ended up happening, right? Because people loved Steve Urkel. Right, they loved him. Had. How did that make you so, feel? I feel like I'm running almost like a therapy session now. How did it make you feel now when this character that you wanted everyone to hate was suddenly beloved? Well, I felt a little bit unsure of all the decisions I had ever made in my entire life. Sure. But after the first week, when they gave me the check, for the episode that I had written, I had a change of the the heart about what is going on and the, you know, the success of my failure. So, I felt pretty good. So, the mo- <laughs> so basically, the money made it all better. Uh, thank you so much for being on, on my podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know that you must be very busy. What are you working on? What have you worked on uh, since Family Matters? Um, well, that's a very good question, and I've been in the Thank process you. of, you're welcome, you, you, that was the first good question of the day, and you should end on a positive note, Okay. and so, and I'm going to also end on a, a positive note, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek, because I know this is kind of like a show, where you can break a few stories. We, I would Maybe. love it if you broke a story right now, that'd be amazing. Well, I, the last, you know, show's been off on hiatus for a little while. You know, the last uh, well, 18, 19. I don't know if that's... Would you call it a hiatus? I think it's just over. It's ended. It's canceled. Well, we're not, well, well there's, you can know and can see the future. You, you cannot see the future. There's, Wait a minute. Hold moments. on. Are you, saying, are you saying that you're working on additional episodes of Family Matters? Well, you know, okay, well, okay. This is. I was going to save it for my... Uh, 80th birthday, but uh, I'm, I'm, I have written 400 new episodes of wow. The Family Matters. Um, I've had a lot of time off, 18, 19 years. So you're, you wrote, you've written in the last 18 years 400 new episodes of Family Matters. Are they going to air them? Like, are, are they going to make them? Well, you don't have to air what you've already shot. So Wait uh, a second. You have filmed 400 episodes and just they're in the can and no one's seen them? No, no one has seen them, but here's what's going to happen. We're going to put them on the Netflix. Wow. And we're going to put we're put them on the whole plus and then we're going to put them uh, well, someone's actually you know the thing? We're actually we're going to put them on uh, Viewmaster and uh, Viewmaster. People, 
Yeah, you the uh, thing yeah, that you look into and clicked for uh, still frame photos. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to go frame by frame for. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, the, we're talking television now. There's 30 frames per second, so you have to click 30 frames on the Viewmaster just to see one second of one episode. Is that what you're you're gonna do that? Yes, we show every episode. Yeah, there's roughly twenty thousand slides you have to go through, and uh, we're hoping and that's for one know. episode. So there's four hundred. This this seems like it took a lot of effort, and and I'm shocked that no one has leaked this information. So all of the is all the original cast in it. Um, the original cast we have. Mama is coming back, of course. The irascible. Ma Winslow. Okay, and she's uh, she's alive still. Is that confirmed? <laughs> or she was when you filmed this, obviously. Okay, so Ma Winslow's returning. Ma Winslow's coming back. Who else? Everyone. Uh, everyone. Carl. Both 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 Harriets are coming back. Both Harriets are coming back, and they're both playing Harriet. There is uh, well. I'm, I'll tease you an episode here. In oh, that'd episode, be great. Let's hear it. In episode ninety-seven, the Harriet, there's the, there's the two the two Harriets, and they battle to the death because there can only be one Harriet to restore the timeline. Because the Steve Urkel had created a time machine, that's a machine that you use to go in the fixed points in different parts of the past sure. or the future. Yep. Well aware. And what had happened was that something happened, of course, blah, 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 blah. Then the two Harriets, one of them was like, oh, well, this seems odd. I don't remember, you know, who is this? And then, you know, Carl says something like, oh, well, this is a situation that uh, I don't feel comfortable about. Uh, wow. This, I, <laughs> I got to tell you, this sounds fascinating. I am very excited about this upcoming 400 episodes that are going to be... Are they all going to be released on the same day like they do with House of Cards? We are going to release one every uh, 14 months. and uh, Okay. One every, <laughs> one every year and two months up to 400. So that I hate to tell you this. That's going to take uh, over 400 years to finally get to the last one. That... It doesn't seem like a. Uh, you might want to speed it up. Right, but you know, good things they take time. If you've heard, uh, it don't take that much time. You already made them all. Right, but you know, you, you, here's the thing, Chris. In the show business world, you have to you sort of ride out the. You know, the. I hate to cut you off, but this. Uh, so this sounds fantastic. By the way, that this is happening, I can't wait to break this news on this podcast. Um, and uh, I thank you very much, Mr. Benjamin Hanna, for being with us today. And hopefully, if you want, you can come back as a guest anytime. I would love to be back. And then, if you you know you learn the manners, then you 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 yes, stop with the Oprah. And you I will work to... on my manners, and I will try not to Oprah you too much. Well, that's all I can ask. Okay, everyone, and that is the show. That's episode number one of Family Chatters. Guys, how did you feel about it? Really, really good. <laughs> uh, thank you. That, I, you had no confidence in that answer. Rob? I feel like we could have done more. Thanks. So um, 
<laughs> Join us next time where I'm going to have uh, two, Funnier people on. two different people on. If you didn't like this episode because of these nobodies, guess what? There's going to be new people next time. If you didn't like it because of me. We got plenty of nobodies. I, yeah, that's all I have is nobodies. <laughs> it's all my friends. Just kidding. And my wife. So um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> what should I have like an outgoing catchphrase? <laughs> peace oh. out, bitches. <laughs> and peace out, bitches. Okay, bye. <laughs>